1: Hello and welcome to this special edition of the Best Best Ball podcast on RotoViz Radio, brought to you by Blue Wire. My name is Colum Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at OverTomorrowland. And I'm joined by my RotoViz Overtime podcast co host, it is Sean Siegel. We are going to be going through our draft series here part two of the series will be today. We had part one earlier this week. Head back and check out it if you haven't already. We're at the midway point off the draft. You'll be able to hear some of our thoughts as we make those decisions, make those picks as we draft in the FFPC $125 best ball tournament uh, with $100,000 up top as the prize pool. So it's going to be uh, a little bit interesting to see how we round this team out. It's off to a pretty good start in my opinion but of course that is a a biased opinion but uh, let's see how it plays out we're starting to get into some conversation around quarterbacks maybe uh who, who are looking at maybe through very positive lenses, who are very negatively looking at and who are some of our targets for this upcoming season. So what we tried to do is going through this draft, it was to also pose some questions to each other about players who maybe we missed out on or were on the board or were potential options. So you'll hear a lot of different players talked about throughout this part of the show. So hopefully you will enjoy it. So I would to let it get straight into it. Let's get back to the draft. Where are we starting to look as we're kind of a fall around now away from getting back to this but um what's your what's the players we might be targeting here
2: we are going to be looking at the value wide receivers we only have the two that's a lot fewer than what we might prefer to have although the balance between running back wide receiver and tight end uh, gives us a lot of different directions we can go as we proceed through the next couple of rounds we also don't have a qb i don't know column that there is anybody once Prescott is off the board who it makes sense to reach for until you know say round nine probably at the earliest but maybe even there's a way to play this where uh, we go with the late round guys
1: yeah I think we might take a a little bit of a risk and holding off and we'll see how the the values fall but um, I think we're probably looking you know another another two picks at least so three picks down the line I would be holding off though. It's usually I'm going for those guys in the fifth or I'm holding off to kind of between nine and 12 in terms of where I'd be picking up those, those quarterbacks. Uh, the other thing you mentioned that's interesting, um, might be something to talk on a, a longer <laughs> podcast, but obviously we're looking ahead to the playoffs and how teams may do there. I, I just have a feeling we may be too confident at times and what Fitzpatrick is going to give us over an entire season, um, you know, we haven't seen him play full season very often. He comes in and kind of spot duty and can can have those big games, but I wouldn't be surprised if when it comes to that stage of the season, we could see some sort of a switch to maybe uh, Heineke or something like that. So, I'm hoping he does well for for McLaurin and for Logan Thomas, but I'm just I think we might be having a little bit of rose-tinted glasses on on Fitzpatrick. Do you think that's possibly a case of how confident most of the Fantasy media, maybe, are in in the Washington offense?
2: Anytime you're talking about Ryan Fitzpatrick, you're talking about a guy who, if the season is not going well, is a threat to be replaced, right? I mean, that's kind of his role. At the same time, I think that he's played so well recently, and Washington is very much a team that, even though they have changed a lot of things, they have a head coach in his second year with the team. They're going in a different direction on a lot of things fundamentally, that they're also in much more of a win now type of environment. They have a strong defense, they have some very intriguing pieces on offense. Uh, this is a team that I think is pointed toward the playoffs, perhaps not a Super Bowl team, but a team that could win a game in the playoffs. I don't think that they're going to be in that position to where they are making that switch. But again, you don't know how the NFL season is going to play out for these teams. You know, other than saying, you know, the Chiefs, the, the Ravens, you know, they're going to be there when it counts. Uh, some of the teams like the New York Jets are probably not there yet. Uh, in between, there's a lot of flexibility in terms of what could happen
1: yeah um it's interesting here what's happening at the moment we're two picks away from being back on the clock but some of the guys we had in the queue have uh, gone in courtland sutton juju smith schuster and robbie anderson Um it's interesting from draft to draft to see how some of the adps happen to um uh, dj shark went off the board at the start of the sixth round so sometimes i've been taking uh chennault over Sharks. Ch- chennault still there um, and then Tyler Boyd is still there those are the two guys I would probably be looking towards um, as Debo Samuel has just gone off the board Boyd and Chenault I'd be probably hoping to get at least one of those and um, the other players Sean that I'd be probably interested in this range then if we potentially got Boyd would be to try and tie it in with Burrow. but I think we might uh, that would be kind of where I would be looking towards is tr- two out of those three guys if possible but wh- where are you looking here
2: Yeah, I think that Jerry Judy, he's someone that I already have a lot of exposure to. And so, uh, you know, if you're not as high on him, we definitely don't have to go that direction. But I think that he's going to go, I mean, in terms of looking at what these drafts would be after the first month of the season, I think Judy is going to be up there, even with the deep wide receiver group, even with the questionable quarterback situation. And then Mike Kosicki to get us that third potentially elite tight end and to not have to worry too much about his week 14 bye because we had two other tight ends we think are elite in that range. So I think Boyd is the pick here, and then it'll be interesting to see who makes it through the turn and gets back. Interesting.
1: Interesting. You interesting. You mentioned Judy. Did you mean Judy or Boyd for the pick?
2: I think Boyd is the pick, and then I think Judy and Gasicki would probably be okay. my uh, selections as we come back.
1: Okay. The only thing I'll say is I think there's more chance that Boyd gets back than Judy gets back, if you want to go with Judy on this pick.
2: I'd be okay with Gasicki, however, if we did that. It might be interesting to see if Judy comes through.
1: I, w- I went with the pick of um, of Boyd. Uh, <laughs> I, I, the reason I've seen that is Boyd has a couple of picks later in terms of ADP, um, but we'll see if Jerry Judy gets back. So um, there is only two picks to go. So one of those guys, I'm hoping Sean does make it back to us. Um, Jerry Judy is off the board, <laughs> so that didn't work out for us. Um, but in terms of how I've been kind of drafting those um, Denver wide receivers this uh offseason, I like both of them. Uh, I think one of them is going to have a huge season. I can't say for certain which one it is. Um, I tend to like Sutton just a little bit more, but uh, both of them are there. Um, obviously, we have Fant as well, which could have put us a little bit heavy in that um, that offense, but. I still think there's there's potential there. Um, I've mentioned about Bridgewater, and I, you know he was able to be quite efficient last year. So we'll see what he does in Denver. So we're looking here, Sean. I think at, we have uh, the option here for for Gusecki if that's where where you want to go.
2: Yeah, is is that a selection that you feel comfortable? Uh, with? I'm.
1: Ha- yep, I do like um, Gusecki. I was just wondering then if it was if you wanted to go the tree tight end approach, but I think with the tight end premium. And I think with how uh, involved he should be in that offense, uh, I'm interested there. The players I'm usually going for in this range may be some of those uh, running backs like, you know, James Connor, but I think the tight end is the the play here. Happy to go with you, Saki.
2: Yes. And I, I think it'll be interesting to see what quarterbacks come back around. One of the things that we can look at uh, on stealing bananas, JJ Zachariasen, the late round QB guru himself was really talking about Trey Lance, who would, Uh, fit with Ayuk if we feel like stacking is the thing to do there i don't think that we want to arrange our tactics around that necessarily but that he's someone to look at Uh, justin fields as well we have the three tight ends if we were going to take some of these rookies who may not start in week one we might be a little bit more tempted to go with three qbs which starts to get us fairly weak at running back and wide receiver but i think we want to keep those opportunities available to us as we go a little bit deeper Uh, Make sure that we're strong at tight end, which I I really think is number one, the key to winning this format in this tournament. And number two is the key to making up the gap when you have a pick in the last third because of where Hawkinson normally goes. You're either going to reach for him or you're going to take him when you have a pick in that nine, 10, 11, 12 range. If you have a pick there and you know that the win rates are not as good historically that doesn't necessarily mean that they won't be this season I think having exposure to those tight ends that you can get specifically in this range and sort of put them with Fant and Gasicki who tend to go middle and to an extent a little bit later in round eight I like that threesome I think that that really is what puts us in position to win this uh, if Saquon Barkley is able to be healthy and the type of runner in 2021 that we've seen several years ago
1: yeah, no, I I feel the same way, and obviously you don't want to worry as much about other teams, but I think having you know that depth uh, is taken it obviously away from other teams as well to have that that tight end um, depth, and I think I, I've been kind of trying to get you know most of the time Waller has been the guy I have got, but I'm trying to get one of those top three guys, and then after that there I tend to go in that range for. You know Gasecki, um, haven't got a huge amount of Hawkinson just based again on the draft position I've mentioned, um, but the likes of Gasecki, um, the likes of Fanton, those guys to fill it out. So uh, I think we're, um, we're in a pretty good spot there at the tight end position. Um, it's going to be interesting here, Sean, for a couple of picks. The other thing that you touched on there was the quarterback position and you know, wanting to make sure, like, I, I think the risk of any of the or the quarterback rooms where there's potential competition is something in this format which is going to put you in a hole i think you probably can get away with two quarterbacks if you get two quarterbacks you know are going to start every single week and that would be part of the reason and now based on us having the running backs which we probably would normally be targeting in this range that we may start to look towards a quarterback and um, we'll see how it, how it continues to go here but who are some of your some of your favorite quarterback targets um, when we when we get to this kind of point of the draft
2: well i think matthew stafford could be a guy in that rams offense who really shows what he's capable of Uh, the rams have uh, some tricky things schedule wise in terms of feeling they've got huge upside we want to take that into consideration just a tiny bit knowing the defenses could suffer injuries and be quite a bit different uh you know week 17 we also have the potential here for a Ryan Tannehill with a little bit of the rushing upside and now two elite wide receivers if anything happens to Derrick Henry which you know we tend to think about well that will benefit Darrington Evans but it would blow up the passing offense right and so he's someone who could be a league winner where he is going I think that some of those guys are interesting and then With a little bit of a unique build, in some ways it does intrigue me a little bit more to go with these rookie quarterbacks if we were to get something like what we saw last year from Justin Herbert or to get uh, even a percentage of that with a little bit more rushing upside. Fields and Lance at their prices are, are going to be pretty tempting, especially when you consider that we do still need to add wide receiver firepower.
1: Yeah, no, we do. we definitely need to do that, and that's probably something that we're we may even be overlooking because we're not. I'm not usually in a position where I'm I'm starting to have outweighed at the other positions, but yeah, I don't think Stafford's going to get to us, but uh, maybe we'll get a little bit of luck here. I think Borough is interesting as well, having Boyd there, um, and I, I'm I am interested in those younger guys. Tannehill is somebody who I've started to draft a little bit more since the Julio move pretty much because I think that uh, a part of the conversation that you had with uh, Ben on uh, Stealing Bananas in one of the first shows around that offense, he came on and talked to us as well on the road of his overtime and uh, with his projections for this offense. So I, I think he's, he's interesting there. I think there's quite a, even though it would love to be efficient, I think there's roots to a lot of success for him. So I would probably be hoping to get two off, you know, borrow Tannehill, uh, and their staff are just going off the board uh, <laughs> uh so we're going to have to wait to get somebody else but borrow Tannehill and lawrence are probably i'd be kind of aiming to get two of those guys have you outside of those have you any targets that that you tend to like if we if we do continue to wait i've i've mentioned a number of times that matt ryan's the guy that that i tend to target um as Tannehill also goes off the board so uh what else have we at the option at the quarterback position if these guys start to to go a little bit quicker
2: yeah i guess i'm not that concerned about the quarterbacks i'm, yeah, I'm more concerned start. about
1: hey rotoviz radio
0: listener this is curtis patrick from the dynasty command center podcast and i've got a special deal for you today go to rotoviz.com click the subscribe button put the 12-month subscription in your cart and use promo code rv radio 2021 that's rv radio 2021 and you're gonna save 10 percent
2: If we were to go to a different position here, Marquise Brown, someone I think is a, a great best ball pick. And, you know, he hasn't necessarily been generating a lot of buzz. It's always disconcerting when a team is talking up Sammy Watkins because we know that he is completely washed up. But I think this Ravens offense bounces back and Brown, with some of their pieces there, becomes the deep shot and a guy who has. You know, multiple games with 50 60 yard touchdowns uh, we also have some guys like elijah moore he continues to rise up the draft board we have ron Moore, who would hopefully be available much later but someone we should be targeting where are you looking with the so we have burrow go a couple picks before us we have lance go the pick right before us
1: I, I think that uh, Brian is the pick. Um, he's somebody who uh, myself and Zach actually drafted in, in our other draft for, for this contest. And I, I think there's a lot of upside there. I think he's going a couple of rounds later. Um, than, and I think he has a perfect basketball play. Um, I, I think he's going to have big weeks. Um, and I, I'm quite happy to, to pick him there. And this range, there's a lot of the guys there that we talked about have just gone. Um, The only other player that's there at a quarterback position is Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, there's a situation that he doesn't play this year, but he's the other one that um, I'd be willing to look at. But I'm going to make Brown the pick, but what I'm going to suggest is when we look at two picks from now, have you drafted Rodgers at all this offseason? Is that uh, a concern for you that he may set the season out?
2: Uh, I think it's awfully tricky there. I I would be concerned that... I
1: just don't see him sitting the season out. Whether he plays for the Packers or not, I don't see him sitting it out. And I think that means that once he turns up at a training camp somewhere, I think he shoots up by three or four rounds in terms of ADP.
2: Yeah, we could we could definitely see that. And there is some reason to take some risk in this range. Where are you with Trevor Lawrence and how this Jaguars offense might play out? Obviously, we have some disconcerting uh, reports that they might also be very run heavy he would be a player who balanced out our pick at the running back slot early but also one who would fit well with etn as someone who's going to be used a lot in the passing game
1: yeah i i think a quarterback pick here makes sense i think there's options later like you know i like daniel jones i like Carson Wentz, so we can get a second one so you know matt ryan's my my quarterback but I, i'm happy to go for lawrence because uh, i don't think we're getting matt ryan on a co-own team this offseason.
2: what are your thoughts here we have 35 seconds no i'm Definitely. happy i'm
1: happy to go to lawrence i look we've talked about lawrence i think he's just going to be a phenomenal talent one of the best prospects coming out and i we i love his wide receivers um we like we like at etn we like uh you know robinson so i think Cole, um,
2: let me let me ask you here real quick what what about jarvis landry in this spot
1: i think we'll go quarterback because i think we're going to run out of options is my my concern there okay so the reason i mean by running out of options at quarterback is there is going to be options i think at wide receiver even though landry is a, a fine option i do think when we get to Another if we had a waited around there for a quarterback, I think we get into a situation where we may need to look towards a third quarterback. And I don't want to unless you but I, I would rather go with a two-quarterback build, unless you have a preference for a third.
2: That would work for me. Um I guess I do like the late guys. I, I think that Ryan Fitzpatrick is is almost a must draft in this format. And uh I think that when we look at someone like a Fields, Fields works better as a a three-quarterback build. Yeah. But
1: and, and I honestly feel the same. I know you mentioned Lance earlier, but I feel the same there. I think the security isn't quite there. The upside is there, but there's a chance that he misses the first six weeks of the season. And I, I think there's a possibility the same happens with Fields uh, as much as we don't want to see it for either of them.
2: Yeah, I, I don't have a problem going with a Baker Mayfield, Daniel Jones type of team. I don't have a problem with going with Ryan Fitzpatrick and Mayfield or a build to that extent. But, but like you say, once we get into the the next swing through, we, we could be fairly low on the quarterbacks there. I uh, It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Landry is someone who doesn't necessarily create the excitement for fantasy owners as they're looking to draft him, but his floor is extremely high and floor does still matter in best ball leagues. And when you're looking at trying to cover the different bye weeks looking to make sure you have the various uh, important positions covered and, and wide receiver is certainly that I think he's somebody who, you know, potentially would give us a lot more freedom than some of the other guys as we come back around. Um, who are we looking at now at wide receiver and is that the direction that you're considering we do have some of these uh, running back options that we've talked about and we'll have to start addressing that position again as well
1: yeah somebody I added to the queue and I don't know we haven't really we haven't talked about him really at all um, previously is Darnell Mooney he's somebody I have been Picking up in a number of drafts recently, I think it's. Uh, we touched on fields there. I think if the the Bears' offense could take a step forward in the passing game this year, I really like Allen Robinson, like as as a player in general. For since he came into the NFL, but uh, I think Darnell Mooney is an interesting uh, wide receiving option. But uh, I I don't know your your feelings on him. He's somebody I've added to the queue, but the kind of guys that I, I really also like and I, I would be quite heavily targeting is rondell moore who is also in the queue, but he is going usually um uh, a little bit later but he, he's somebody i'd also be targeting um h- how do you feel about um darnell mooney
2: yeah i mean there are a lot of positive things about his profile i'm concerned about the fact that i think this bears offense is going to end up moving to fields being another team like the eagles like uh the 49ers where we have some real concern about the pass volume. I don't know how well he'll fit there after they push the ball to Allen Robinson. Anytime a guy hasn't been drafted in a range where, you know, the team feels that they have to show off that it was a good pick. Then you have some concern about what the ultimate volume will be. He was very good as a rookie. He would seem to have a role in the offense that if the offense, you know, does attack that he could score a lot of points. He has the profile as a best ball player, he's one of those guys where I I very easily see the scenarios in which he is a good pick. Maybe the ultimate upside doesn't fit with the price yet for me, because we know we have a lot of other players who maybe also fit that contingency-based or that scenario-based drafting model who might be more important in terms of what they could give us.
1: Yeah, and then the other players, you know, we're, we we mentioned there, uh, the likes of Landry, but other veteran players that kind of tend to go in this range. So we might be picking in are the likes of John Brown, um, did show flashes flashes last year, was injured, um, which which generally happens with him. Uh, another one I think is a little bit limited this year based on. Um, the younger wide receiver crew that's there in New York is Jamerson Crowder, and then Trell Williams is with the the Lions after being with the the Raiders. And there's not a huge amount you know. He might he could potentially see himself get a, you know, hundred targets, and that offensive things work out. Is there any of the veterans there? or Are we leaning towards shooting for for upside? I have a feeling that when we get to this next pick, we might be looking potentially towards uh, even a running back, but um the vet the veterans of an interest
2: not yet for me now we know from Blair's work in the wrong read that you know second year players early veterans in the second half of the draft Uh, some of those guys like an Emmanuel Sanders who's gotten a lot of positive reporting in the last week potentially could be good options the other name I would throw out to you as we're looking at this here would be a Henry Ruggs who finally did get a little bit of a positive note from the raiders and is someone again who would kind of fit this format and when we're looking at trying to have some exposure to second year guys someone who the team is going to be extremely incentivized into showing that that wasn't a silly pick the raiders aren't that far away if they had used the rugs pick on one of these wide receivers who's actually good their team would be would be right there and we look at what people think about those other Alabama wide receivers and we look at how important it is for the Raiders to prove that that was a good pick. I think that he's going to get a lot more volume than uh, current projections might indicate. The,
1: the player I mentioned a little while ago, who I still think would be, would be potentially an option, but I think it's a little bit early, but I know you really like him um, Is Rondell Moore. Um, the other player that I'd be interested in here, but look, I'll, I'll let you say veto it if you want, but I think A.J. Dillon's an interesting candidate um, as well at the running back position. Um, Any strong feelings towards players just that we have available with 40 seconds left on the clock?
2: Yeah, I think that here I would go with either Matt Ryan if you're wanting to select him. He's come back to this pick. Uh, A.J. Dillon, I think getting that running back upside uh, is very intriguing henry ruggs would be the, the third choice for me or those would be the three guys i'm looking at
1: i think we probably go dylan because we have options at the quarterback position i think dylan is a, a very strong running back candidate here at this point so I, i'm happy to go dylan if that's okay with you uh, i think dylan's going to get get some of those um goal line touches and that obviously the question marks around the offense are a big part of it but uh, we're looking at potential zero or candidates if anything was to happen to Aaron jones it puts him in a, a really really impressive position um you know when you're getting him at the back end of the 11th round um i also think that like my my quarterbacks that i'd be probably looking towards at this point are matt ryan or daniel jones carson wentz is there too you know we can hold off for like a Derek carr if you want but i think ryan has made it back to this point i did joke that we may not get him on a team this off season uh if you if you want to video it go for it but um Let me know who you want here in the the 12th round.
2: We're still sitting on only four wide receivers. I I think that we almost have to take Ruggs or if you would prefer Rondell Moore. We're just...
1: Darnell Mooney's there if he's somebody that you would chance?
2: I just... I think with the mix of QBs there in Chicago, it it gives me a lot less confidence than uh, with a... A first-round pick who runs in the low four twos
1: no that that's that that's absolutely fine we did i went with Rhodes and um i just wanted to make <laughs> make sure before we we click the pick it is uh, quite the part of uh, when you're you know co-selecting the team but when you're in those turn picks it can be very uh, it comes around very quick and and the guy uh drafting at the the 12th spot is uh he's not messing around with getting these picks in <laughs> and we're going to hold it there for today's show the draft uh, in full swing at this point as we see what we can do to round this team out and build that depth have that success and see how this lineup turns out and uh, for a little teaser ahead to the last part of the uh, the the series or the last part of the draft there'll be two more parts coming out in this uh, kind of draft process we're going to do a recap after that as the, the fourth part and final part but um we will be talking a lot in this uh last edition that'll be coming out uh, in the next couple of days through our zero r b targets that we are uh, really looking forward to drafting this year. You'll see if we got any of those guys in the later parts of this draft on that episode. But hopefully you have enjoyed that um as we as we go through the process. It's always good to to hear sean's thoughts see what he's doing while on the clock how he's making those decisions and that little bit of a back and forth as you can see it is pretty rapid fire making those calls especially that second draft pick you almost have to have uh you know two or three players that you're you're really targeting with confidence when you're making the uh first pick and then what's coming wrapping back to you very very quickly there uh, be ready to go while on that live clock so hopefully you are enjoying it and as we get ready for the nfl season as always i'd like to let you know that as a loyal podcast listener you can get yourself that 10 percent discount to a Rotoviz nfl pass all you have to do is add the code rv radio 2021 at checkout and that'll get you 10 percent off or you can go to rotaviz.com forward slash podcast for additional information that's going to bring us to the end of this edition of the best best ball podcast and it's a bit of a bonus wrote of overtime podcast i guess if we look at it from the hosting perspective side of things hopefully you're enjoying the draft come back for the final stages as we talk through those zero rb candidates in the coming days and until we're back with that episode have a good one